0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizzik.com socks.
1: I get my nom, nom, nom on with my top chicks. And we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish.
0: The Weekly Dish Podcast. I'm Stephanie Hanson. And hey,
1: Steph March. And we are here for the second helpings portion of the radio show. And we are just sort of gonna put together an Easter basket full of fun little things for you today.
0: Fun little goodies. Fun the little dribs goodies. and drabs, as it, were, as it were, of the food world. Right.
1: Um, okay, so let's talk about Oprah. Because why would let you us
0: wait? talk about Oprah. Have you had so she's launched into, she's taken her. Um, Weight Watchers platform, and she's launched into a cauliflower crust situation for pizza. Have you had it?
1: Well, she's done soups and all that kind of stuff too. You know that, right? Yes. Okay,
0: but the cra- cauliflower crust is getting lots of rave reviews. Is
1: it? No, I haven't because I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't buy that processed stuff. I'm just gonna have make it myself. You know yeah, what I mean, absolutely. But I don't know. I mean, it's gotten rave it's reviews. People really like it. It's in the, like the freezer section.
0: Yep. yep, and it's a cauliflower crust.
1: I, I, you know, the whole strange crusting of things is a very <laughs> odd moment. And, like, avoiding the bread crust has gotten a little bit crazy. Have you? Did you hear about the meatza <laughs> crust?
0: No, where you make, like, a meat platform. You basically
1: make a crust out of meat. Like, yeah. Like, you basically take burger. Bacon. Or things, and you... Flatten it, sear it, and make it so flat, and then flip it, and then that becomes your pizza crust. And it's not pizza then, people. It's a pizza burger. And
0: we've seen the woven bacon lattice. Yes. That becomes, like, the base, and then you can roll up, like, sandwich fixings or that sort of thing.
1: Or the chicken breast. uh, I mean, that was the thing KFC did. Remember that? They made the chicken, fried chicken, the bun. That was the bun to the sandwich was the actual pieces of fried chicken.
0: Yeah, that's just gross.
1: I just don't understand. It's like bread was there because it's easy on your hands. It's wrappable. You know, it's flexible. And it's sort of a non-entity. And now it's become like, get the heck out of here. I get it because of the carbs and the grains and all the rest. How about just moderation? How about just how about a salad? What's wrong with a lettuce wrap? I don't like, know. Like, that's so easy I just to thought, roll. Why are we? Yeah, why, I guess, well, the hot stuff is the pizza and the cauliflower crust because... Because you want to put hot things on. You don't want to put hot True. things on lettuce. True. So. But, like, what
0: about a zucchini boat? Or, I mean, there's other things. I know.
1: Here's my thing. If you want the flavors of a pizza, if you really do, like, because you're eating a... The, the whole point of a pizza is because it's easy, quick, and you can, you know, put a slice in your face and go.
0: And you love pizza. Yeah.
1: In the old ways, it was because you literally would get, you know, the entire reason a pizza was like a thing that you would...
0: Fold up. Yeah, and run. Yeah.
1: So... To me to then say, well, now we eat it because we love the flavor of pizza because you want the cheesiness and the tomatoes and stuff. Just make, I mean, I just make like a, I I mean, I do the quinoa bowls, you know, where there's just a little bit of quinoa and then just load it up with tomato sauce and cheese. Why wouldn't you just eat that? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Or why wouldn't you just eat like a low-cal spelted tortilla wrap and yeah. make that a pizza.
1: I know. I do I mean, That's all
0: of 70 calories and pretty good for well, you. Well,
1: and everyone, I get it. They're trying to add more vegetables and the cauliflower is definitely, uh, you know, the ways of finding it. And I love good.
0: cauliflower. Don't get me wrong. Right. A cauliflower mash can substitute for mashed potatoes and many a thing.
1: I just get very strange when it's trying to be something it's not too much. You know, where it becomes... Like, mashed cauliflower is its own thing. Mashed potatoes is its own thing. It's great. Those are the same. They have a lot of the same characteristics. And yep. so that's Fine. But to try to make it into bread for a uh, pizza is strange.
0: And probably not going to be 100% successful. No. So what did Oprah do now?
1: Okay. So anyway, now she has, this is the secret maybe to her success. She does not buy avocados. Why? Because she thinks they're too expensive. So.
0: <laughs> She's never lived in the Midwest where we can't just pick them off a tree. Well,
1: she bought her own grove. She bought an avocado grove she's now has her own avocados all that she doesn't have to purchase them anywhere and she also um apparently this is apparently the thing she carries with her always the makings of avocado toast like always has the chance to have avocado toast because it's she carries it with her
0: cuz she just loves it so much yeah I do love avocado toast, but that's an obsession.
1: That is a little bit. But then also to then but I mean, take a moment to understand something. This is a woman who is worth billions of dollars who is saying she doesn't want to pay two bucks for three avocados. Or you know what so I mean? So like, she's the, just gonna buy three an avocado for grove. Is so this she, a
0: real story this or is like a a swear punk to God, a real story. story.
1: No, this is a real thing. She bought a grove so that she can always have her avocados with her so she never has to buy them because they're too expensive.
0: I'd still vote for her for president. I would not. Because I feel like she actually has grocery shopped once or twice.
1: Yeah. No, I know.
0: Um, I don't okay. know how
1: she would handle a missile crisis. Let's
0: just <laughs> blow this up for one second. Okay. If you had, like, you have your avocado toast bag, so you travel with it. It's like you want to have your avocado. You have your avocado in there. What kind of toast would you have in there?
1: Uh, just I, I'm all about, like, local sourdough, okay. whatever that is. It doesn't local sourdough. Have to
0: be... What else would be in your bag?
1: See, here's the thing. I don't i uh, avocado toast for me is nothing but avocado and then olive oil and salt. That's it, nothing else, yeah, I don't do tart not, it up,
0: and I do not like people that think that guacamole on toast is avocado toast. No, it
1: doesn't need to be limey. that's guacamole toast, yeah, and I don't want guacamole toast. no, I don't even want toast by the way, because a lot of and this is nothing an anti carb thing, but I mean I and the people who live in my house, which include one human. Uh, sometimes we just cut open avocados and we sprinkle them with salt and olive oil and you eat them with a spoon. We
0: put balsamic sometimes in the center.
1: I don't understand why we need to make toast out of it. Well,
0: I do understand that. I don't do it at home because I usually don't have bread at home, but boy, a good avocado toast, like I've said it a thousand times, I'm obsessed with the salty tarts avocado toast.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is when I was, I mean, I, when I was pregnant with Jake, I, Before people even talked about avocado toast, that is what I ate every single day. When I I was eating
0: chemo food, I ate guacamole from Brasa. Yeah. After every chemo, that's all I wanted was that and chips.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's something about just, you know, having us. And I used it as as an altar to mayonnaise on the kids' sandwiches when they were kids because they didn't like mayonnaise. I was like, well, you can't have just dry bread because that's just weird. (laughs) So then I would spread the avocado on their bread with turkey and, you know, sprouts.
0: I'm uh, trying to find up ways to use the hard boiled eggs left over from the Easter hunt and one of the ideas is to make guac- guacamole salad. So egg salad but without mayonnaise, you use the guac instead. Oh yeah. So avocados was- becomes like the mayonnaise.
1: Someone on came on air, I think you were gone. It was somebody when I was when there was a co host that had talked about making tuna salad with just with guacamole and no mayonnaise.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a nice substitute if people are creeped out by mayonnaise and you can still use up your hard-boiled eggs.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Okay, I have another thing I want to ask about. Okay. And this may be me and my curmudgeon thing and I've been working too long in the same job, okay? (sighs) Which means (laughs) I know that I know more about the Twin Cities food scene than a lot of people. You do. And I know histories and I know that kind of stuff. But the stuff I know isn't unknowable. You know, this is not secret things. Um, This is just... Having been around for a long time in things, I saw a, a certain uh, up-and-comer. I'm not going to name names because it's not about the person necessarily, but who is you know kind of wants to be a a representative of, for restaurants in the cities, right? Okay. Like wants to be a recommender and wants to be an expert in that way. And uh, she had gone to a place that has been around forever and said, "I love discovering hidden gems." And put this thing out there and then was like, oh, I got this meal. is such a great hidden gem that I discovered. And I was kind of like, it's been around since 1968. And so does that make it a hidden gem? What I mean, was the place? It's Dow Natural Foods.
0: Oh, I do love that place. It's in Uptown yep. on Hennepin Avenue. Mm-hmm. And it's a great natural food store. They have supplements. They have um, right, other things you know that it. you can buy. I do. This is the point. I do. I do. I'm going to be a little more generous with that and say if it's new to you, then it is probably a hidden gem. But it, it's not hidden. It's not hidden. I'm just looking through this. It's in the this. same
1: spot since 19, I mean, for many, many years. And, I mean, I get that a dis- of like, hey, I have found something. I've never been here before. And but, I want
0: to share it with you because it's wasn't, a gem. That
1: wasn't the tone. The tone was I've discovered this hidden gem. And I'm an expert in this restaurant area that you should know about. And I felt very strange about that because I wanted to be very teachery, and I don't want to be know-it-all teachery. Yes, you do. Of course, I do. But I sort of feel like I. But I would never do that, like on their page. I would never be like Look. you
0: DM her privately, like, hey, yeah, by the like, way, that's been around since 1968. Well, somebody beat
1: me to it. Someone put on their yeah since 1968. I was like, you know, okay. It's, and I get it. The generations, it's a different form. Like, I may have found stumbled onto Cecil's Deli, and I'd never been there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just found this great thing. This is such a thing. This is wonderful. But I guess I that's the hard part for me is is this little weird discovery that that this sort of generation has, that nothing existed before they discovered it. And so, like, they don't have that idea of, like, find out about it, and then if you're going to post something about it, wouldn't you – Want to know some of the context about it instead of just, wow, what a great smoothie, you know? Um, I am going to just
0: be your devil's advocate here because I can. Okay. If you're 20-ish, 30-ish, and these things are all new to you and you're just discovering your palate and you're excited about the city that you're in and you want to share those things with others, I like that because I do love discovery and I like the idea of helping to amplify brands that are things that people don't know about. I guess I don't feel like it's a uh, hidden something. So maybe you could phrase that a little bit more. But what is it the most that bugs you? That there's not a natural curiosity to dig down yes. deeper?
1: Mm-hmm. That, and, that, that there's no need to then say to... to I mean, I'm sorry. To but, give it context. Yeah. The context is what's important that that place has been there. They didn't... Like you're not finding a smoothie that's this thing that I mean they've been doing that for God like sixty years you know shouldn't that be a piece of that
0: that you recognize the heritage yeah and
1: if you're gonna be an expert on something and you're gonna have your whole position why does this
0: person think they're an expert though maybe that's the thing that's really bugging you well
1: no 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 I mean I that's fine because if
0: I said I had discovered a hidden gem at Dow Foods and it was this delicious smoothie. You would laugh at me, but you wouldn't be, like, offended that I am not researching the history of it because you'd be like, oh, that's just Stephanie. She really is excited that she found this hidden gem to her. So it's the way that the person is presenting themselves as some sort of expert in the industry I think that bugs you the most.
1: Well, I guess – I guess I don't know how you can be an expert in something that you're not then
0: naturally curious to figure out the backstory. Yeah, I guess that's
1: I guess that's and again, that goes down to the whole thing of where I understand that everybody can have opinions and everybody can have opinions about food and that there is no one right thing. I'm hugely a proponent for that because that's why I don't write reviews of like this is good and this is bad. Like this place is good. This place is bad. It doesn't work like that. It's good for somebody. It may not work for somebody else. I totally see that. But I guess part of me is concerned that the story of the place, the context of it, doesn't matter. And it seems like it doesn't, if and if it doesn't matter, what are you representing? How can you really do our town justice? And if you become this sort of expert, then how does that work, really?
0: It's a good question.
1: I mean, if for you you're open for a discussion you're ready to learn if i said oh, oh did and you know I that they've been know. doing it if i if this person had come to your had been like hey i just found this lexington place it's so great look what i just found wouldn't you be like yeah but i
0: would be like i'm so glad you found it <laughs> yeah. like wow do you know like all the heritage here and right. It's really something to discover,
1: right? But it, wouldn't that feel weird if someone said that they ju- they had just discovered the Lexington and it Probably. was like this hidden gem? Probably. You don't know it's here, and you'd be like, "How? What? Are there people
0: like you're in a environment that's super competitive, right? So we have two city magazines, we have a city alternative newspaper, we have two daily newspapers with most markets don't have. We have every television and radio station in town wanting to be the experts in the food scene and pick out the best Mexican restaurants. And yeah. does does do you see like any? And you don't have to name who they are, but do you see like encouraging new voices coming up that have different perspectives?
1: Yes, I do. I always. I, I and it's hard because yeah, of course it's like you know we we battle for scoop, which is dumb. Uh, yeah, and I hate it, but yeah, that's part of the deal. Like you, and yet at the same time, in the way that the fast. Media moves these days, it doesn't matter because if I put out, hey, Jesse Held is retiring, and then, you know, Eater puts it up 20 minutes later because of what I've already put out, people will see it. They won't know who wrote it first. Well, let me ask you about
0: that because if you got a scoop on a story, then the other reporters in town are then, you've scooped them. So they've got to then put something up to get it up because they don't want to look like they're scooped. Are they in a lot of instances referencing your story? Because I feel like with city business a lot, for the business journal, that um, they'll be like, as reported by so-and-so. Yes, they're
1: very good at that. They're reporting the reporting. and But there's that's different. Is that kosher? Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, in terms of for them, for sure, in digital space, but they will be the ones, um, you know, and there's definitely things that you, if you want to be able to source it yourself or get information, like if we find out that, let's pretend Gavin Kaysen is opening a new restaurant. That may be something that you know if it goes out to the general public and it's a press release, then everybody got gets yep. it to me, I'm not gonna battle i I'm not gonna battle to like for those kind of things that we're all gonna be saying the exact same things, so I will either try to call and get a different quote or I may frame it up a couple of days later and not get into the scrum of it all mm-hmm. but there are things that, like, I know because someone gives it to me and it's not on a press release. Like, the bootleg thing is a thing that I was, you know, I the Tattersall guys had been working on it. And they know the, how much I love bootlegs from my history. And so they're like, hey, do you want to put that out there? And I say, yeah, I'll put that out there. And then it's up to everybody else if they want to, like, cover it or not cover it or in what way they want to cover it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is – it's both competitive and it's also – Kind of not because again, someone can put up a thing that, hey, Tattersell is launching a bootleg in like a week and a half, and there'll be a bunch of people who never saw what I did, and their audience will get it fresh and new, and then they'll think they've got the scoop. Right. So it doesn't actually matter, yet it does because we are based on clicks and buys. And so, like, we have to do those things because of the fact that you have to then, we're trying to survive as a media company, and we need, you know, there's measurements that we use to sell advertising.
0: Does it feel. Compe- I'm sorry I'm asking you all these questions, no, all right. but it is kind of interesting. Does it feel um, competitive where you're like, do you tell your sources like, okay, you've just told me using the Gavin case an example that you're going to open a new restaurant Gavin case in which this is all just type. Uh, what's the word called where it's not hypothetical, real it's hypothetical. Not real. Yeah. Um. do you then say like, OK, is this a scoop for me or yes. like I'm going to publish this? And is that important to you?
1: Yes, I always. Well, and in fact, let me use this. The example of Belcore because I knew about Belcour before anybody else, mainly because I live in Wayzata and people in Wayzata talk and they've been talking about it. And even though the lease hadn't been signed, I knew that he had been in that space. I knew all this kind of stuff. And so I called him and I was like, So you are looking at the blue point space. And I'm like, what's happening? And he's like, Man, it's not even signed. I'm like, I know, but people talk in my in uh, this is my town. And so he said, Well, I said, I right now I could put up a thing that says Gavin Kaysen has been walking through and looking at the blue point space. But he said, It's not signed. I don't want to release anything yet because I don't wanna the deal is not done. So what he said is if you don't say anything right now, he's like, I will make sure that you have the scoop. And so that's one of those agreements that sometimes happens. And so sometimes Rick gets on a scoop first and and then goes to like Tim Niver and says, hey, I hear you're doing this. And if you don't, you know, publicize it and I can have it first, I'll hold it. Yep. And so there's an agreement there. I've been screwed on those agreements in the past, wherein someone says, please don't mention anything, you know, until I say it's okay. And I'm up for business. I am here to make sure that we are a a profitable, you know, scene across all things. I don't ever want to screw anybody. I don't ever want to be like, well, I'm going to put this out there because I know it. And you're, you know, I want to control the narrative. I'm fine to let them control the narrative, but I have gotten screwed in that, in that they have then said, yeah, you can have it. You can have the scoop. Please don't publish anything till Monday, and then I won't release anything until, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm like, sounds great. So I have a plan to put something up on Monday, and someone calls or they, someone mentions it to them, and then they release all the information before I get anything up. And that's happened to me more than you think.
0: Okay, so what if you are a restaurant and you've got a, a, a you're putting out a press release and you're giving it to 10 people? Are, if you're giving it to 10 people all at the same time and there is no scoop worthiness, do you then jump on it at the same time or do you Me evaluate? Yeah, as an editor.
1: Yeah, no, as an editor. I sort of I evaluate the importance of it. Like for instance, that uh, that Cheese Louise food truck that was opening, and yep. I have no idea if that person sent it to everybody or if they sent it to me. But I had the time. I was it was early in the morning, and I was like, hey, I can put up a quick little blog about this, and and that's a great idea. And this
0: is Cheese Louise, a food truck that has got a brick and mortar in Linden Hills. Yeah,
1: will open in the Kata Organic space soon. And I just thought I've eaten their I've eaten their sandwiches on, at the truck before because they park outside my building sometimes. So I thought, well, this is a quick, easy thing. I'm at my computer. That's an easy go. So I did that. Sometimes, and I had no idea if it had hit everybody else. Um, but I am not a beat reporter necessarily. The way that the Star Tribune has so many people reporting, right? And even you know, City Pages has multiple reporters looking for things and writing things and doing these kind of stuff. So I don't sometimes like i'm doing other things i can't and the news comes and i can't react to it and if you know if eater and city pages and they star tribune have all put something up already i probably won't mm-hmm. do anything right away because it, to me it'll be more important to put it into a, a different context
0: yeah cuz you don't want to just be an also ran getting no. to the information cuz there's
1: no point in that if i'm, I'm just yeah. not going to get the clicks so um the other thing is I like to contextualize a little bit more, and I like to then, if the story gets popped up, because it's not as, I mean, just the fact that it's uh, its interesting that somebody is opening, that's interesting. But what's more compelling to me is what does it look like before it opens? So the sneak peeks that I do are more important. I would rather have that than the news that it's opening, like the yeah. three-jack golf course thing. Like, everybody got that at the same time, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll put that in the feed. I
0: couldn't feel excited about that if I tried and I wanted to.
1: I don't... And I'm
0: not... It's probably... You're not a golfer. No, and I've not had their food, so I'm sure it's wonderful and all that. Who knows? I was like, a golf simulator restaurant in the North Loop. Huh.
1: I know. Huh. I don't know. I mean, there's enough businesses downtown, you know, and... Are you a golfer? Uh, no. I mean, I, I do... I. I like to go to the driving range, and I will golf, like, once or twice a season. Right. It's not... I'm not a golfer, and that would require... A simulator thing might require, you know, that... Some skill. Yeah, well, and, like, (laughs) you definitely want to be there for that. Yeah. But I also understand the entertainment value of, you know, these restaurants that are opening with games and stuff. So, I don't know. I think... But, like, for instance, that, I would rather have the sneak peek of that than the news at the same time as everybody else. Yeah, I see that. because it, And plus, the news of that is so early, a lot of these things are like, poof, and then it'll be six months before anything opens. And
0: it's all gone.
1: Yeah, and then you have to remember it.
0: You so. had one other, um, when we sat down, you were like, oh, I have a few little things in my now. Easter basket to talk about.
1: talk about. And I work. do
0: think it's interesting to be... You know, I see a side of you in the competitive side of the business because we're like sister people and you get to download your real feelings and sometimes you're having highs and sometimes you're having lows and that's just the part of any business. I do think it's really interesting, like, how the media works in the food space and how competitive it is and how to get a scoop out there, how to get seen. I'll just – an example – that I'll give you is um, it's Greek to me has been reaching out to us a lot, trying to get some more coverage about new owners have taken it over. They've expanded the menu. They're doing um, a lot of uh, different things that are fresh, Greek, wonderful food. They have a grab and go, but they've been around for a long time. So it's people are like, how do I get seen in this crazy world of openings and closings and the newness and I'm not the new shiny thing.
1: mm hmm Well, and I think that that's, you have to have a story to tell. You know, a lot of people say, how come you've never written about us? And I'm like, I did when you were opening and we did this. And, you know, if there was a review, maybe that happened a long time ago. And so I get it that that's news. You know, a lot of the stuff, news means new. New is news. That's where that word comes from. So it's hard to then say, if you don't have anything new to say, then how do you get it out there? And there's different ways to pitch certain things. There's like, and... I think that there is people need to do content, and you have to think about it creatively. For instance, there's um, and I, I there's a place I'm doing. There's a guy who's launching some jarred, you know, like sauces and stuff. And he's interested in working with this old deli guy. He's a friend of his, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do some sandwiches and things like that." And I said, "Now that's a story. Like, there, let's talk with him. Bring him in. He's a totally, you know, a good piece of the fixture, you know, of the landscape. And we haven't talked about him in a long time, but he's definitely got knowledge. Let's talk about that, and in conjunction with that, and so, helping
0: to craft a story. And so it has to many. Be timely.
1: If it's not news, it has to be timely."
0: And, like, just saying, some of these press releases, I'm like, oh, they my gosh, work. it's two pages, which is too long. Yeah. you It took you three paragraphs to explain something when it really should have been. The first paragraph should have given me everything I needed to know. And then if I wanted to read more, I read more. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, working with brands and working in the media and trying to figure out how they can get seen, it's like, well, give them something to see. Yeah. Give them a story. What is the story? Just you being alive isn't the story. Just
1: that I made this thing is not it. No. Also, it has to have a point a point and a purpose and all that. And it has to fit. It has to be timely. It has to be all those kind of things. It has to have more than just I made this thing. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. the hard part. But it is, you know, I think it is. I think it is hard to sort of, It's both sides of it though, too, because there are places that don't ever send me a note now, you know, and they're kind of like, well, you never cover us. I'm like, I didn't know you existed. I I can't. I'm like, I'm doing my my hardest to find everything that I can. But it's really, really tough. And then part of it is like these they're paying these influencers to then take pictures of their food and put all this information out there well I don't trust the influencers so I don't know I don't I'm not going to interact with them I need to interact with you if you yeah. want to be represented I'm not going to go through these people who are taking pictures and putting exclamation points up for everything
0: I do love an exclamation point
1: Lord knows it in capitalization in all the wrong places but <laughs> you and
0: my friend Sarah would just have a yeah. drink and raise a glass to my use of capitalization yeah. I'm I'm like Donald trump in that way and i'm not proud
1: i uh, exactly Let's but i'm getting think better. about what
0: you would rather be i'm getting better in like social media i'm not that good about it because i'm usually quick and fast and just mm. blop but when i'm doing written stuff i am definitely being more aware yeah so you got that going for you english major
1: yeah well i mean it's not it's not you don't even have to be an english major <laughs> i think saying. we all went to school <laughs> we all know that you don't capitalize the word sugar because you feel like it you know? But sometimes it tastes
0: so good to capitalize it because yeah. you want emphasis with yeah.
1: exclamation points and capitalization. Hey, and I'm not a stickler. I make up words all the time. I'm you just, do. I, I like your made up words. There's a little bit of this. So it's just, it's all part of that. But the other part I just want to say as far as like, it's funny to me how people, you know, our collaborative state, right? Like Like businesses collaborate together and everything else and they're always like... It's funny to me how people don't understand that there's like the media isn't collaborative like that. When they're like, no. "Are you going to this event?" I'm like, "Well, no it's it's the other magazine." You know, it's like they're like, "Oh, you're going to the best ofs the City Pages best ofs." I'm like, "Why would I go to that? It's not my I'm like I have a best Of issue coming out at the same time, so I would I well, but you're not a te- you're <laughs> yeah, not I'm being your former City and,
0: Pages Homer,
1: but you're pay- you're not being paid by that, right? You know what I mean? So like the point is is you would never see. You know, I Frank do think on Ka- Carol Evans. No, and spot. I do think
0: it's odd that someone would think that you would be doing that.
1: It's so weird, but that's also because they identify me here as my talk, and so they. don't. And there is
0: a little bit of a grayer line crossover. there. We talk about For City sure. pages. and yeah.
1: I mean, we've definitely
0: and other... we had the
1: best of people on. Before. And Rick, yeah, yeah, we have Rick Nelson on every. So you Christmas. do
0: kind of cross over both.
1: But I don't attend people's events and then try to. <laughs> Help them make money off of it.
0: <laughs> true, true. And I will say, we've been doing this 11 years, I think we figured out. The world has shifted. It's changed. There wasn't really social media when we first started. Mm-mm. So you had a monthly magazine that you were preparing, and you did a TV segment. Yeah. Now you have a monthly magazine that you're preparing. You're doing a TV segment every week. You're doing radio every week. You're also pushing out on a massive amount of social media content, writing a newsletter, editing copy. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's like, in some respects, a whole nother job. Oh, yeah. you got two jobs instead of the one that you started with. I have
1: three jobs.
0: Who's the third? Parenting?
1: You know, that's four. Then. <laughs> no, I mean, just between TV and I have weekly TV. Oh, right. I have weekly right, right. radio and I have magazine. So.
0: Yeah, that is three jobs.
1: Three full jobs.
0: What do you, do you have a regular, your regular buzz segment? When is it on?
1: Between 9 and 9.30. And 9, forty
0: five. a specific time every week?
1: It's either 9.30 or 9.15. It depends on sometimes. But you have a set day? Oh, Friday. Fridays. Fridays. Okay. Yep. Mine
0: is never set. I do two times a month, but I just. But you're never.
1: Yeah. You're no. on Jason's show.
0: And we kind of plan the calendar and just like, hey, what should we talk about this month? So. That's
1: good. All right. That's okay. it. Let's wrap that up. Yes. Uh, thank you. This is the Weekly
0: Dishes second helpings. You can always find us. We try and drop on Wednesdays. Yep. So when you want that extra piece of content, check us out.
1: Ciao, ciao.